Well, hello, hockey fans, and welcome back to the Bees Radio Network podcast, episode number 36. And this is just a special episode. We're going to come back very soon with a little bit more of a news roundup and a news update. But this is the long awaited NIHL draft episode. And joining me in the draft room with the number one pick in the draft is Mark Denner. Mark, how are we? I am alert, alert. and controlling viruses. How are that's you? What, that's what we should be. I still yes. think the best one with that was uh, Hot Dog, Jumping Frog, Albuquerque. I um, tell you the one I liked was, uh, oh, what was it? Oh, be careful. Uh, good luck. Something like that. I can't remember the full thing now. That's yeah. annoyed me. I can't remember the full thing. But, <laughs> It'll come back um, to you midway through the it podcast. Will come back like to it me. Will, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll be interrupting the draft now, won't I, to um, to bring that. But no, um, I, I am okay. Uh, I am okay. I hope you are well as well. Uh, and obviously, yes. I hope everybody is well. I hope everybody is well. I hope, uh-huh. exactly. I hope all our fans are alert, staying alert. We, yes. we came up with be alert. Do you know, yeah. when, we, when, when this all came out, maybe Boris is secretly... A bees fan. Well, he might. At his be. time when he was Henley MP, now he's in Uxbridge. It's not a million miles away. He might. He's, be. He just you know, might be following it. It's got the hair colour to support, after all. Well, I mean, you know, as long as he's a fan, we're okay. If he ever becomes a coach, we're in trouble. <laughs> if he becomes Big the leader trouble. of the team, we're yeah. in deep doo doos. Oh, uh, careful. And- Mind how you go. Be lucky. That's my <laughs> favourite one because that pretty much sums it up, doesn't it? <laughs> And dare I say, that might be his coaching philosophy as well. Well, yeah. Um, anyway, right then, enough with the silliness. It's a serious time now. It is the NIHL draft. So the rules are as followed. I best Mark write this ha- down. <laughs> Mark has the first pick. We will both select two goalies, six defensemen, and nine forwards. Um, we'll abide by the laws of the competition. So there are two imports. Players who are reclassified are allowed in this draft to be reclassified players. That's perfectly acceptable. At least it uh, is this time. I'm glad we've at least that yeah, we've, we've clarified that one. That's the good news. Uh, so we'll go, Mark will have one pick. I'll have two picks. Then Mark has two picks. Then I have two picks. All the way until we get to the very end. And we have both completed our rosters. Now, I a little have bit a of, confession to make here. You go for the confession, sir. Uh, did you see the picture of that priest, by the way, doing confession out in the street? One of the best things I've ever seen. Literally set up a table with a screen between the two of them went, I'm going to do confession in the street. It's like, not exactly, uh, not not exactly, exactly private. That, really? <laughs> Hi, Sarah. Oh, you're coming for a seat. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. What do you want to confess to? <laughs> um, I, I am going to confess, and I will confess to this publicly. And I did say this on our last podcast. I did say, I have never, ever done one of these before. And I would like to therefore thank Dave Williams of School Zone fame for his email, because uh, Dave has sent me uh, uh, an email which basically says, like, the kind of philosophy of who you should be picking uh, in which order. So which players kind of in which order. Whereas me, I thought of, well, I've never done it before, and I had this first player written down, and that was it. That was set in stone. And then I've got uh, Dave's email, which kind of changes the entire philosophy on how I am now going to approach it. Now, I know, I know that you are a conscientious man, and you probably have 
three or four players selected for each position, don't you? Correct. I have a blank sheet, <laughs> which I'm going to write down mine and yours as we both pick them. You see, I have a little bit of history in drafts. I do NFL drafts. I do uh, baseball drafts. Well, I did do an NBA one for a little while. So, And there are different philosophies for each draft. And actually sitting down and trying to think of this one while walking Marley for the last few days, I've been trying to, trying to work out what my strategy is going to be. And I still don't think I've got it completely nailed on. I still don't think it's quite right. So I'm very interested to know what yourself and Dave are going to put together as the... Thanks, uh, Dave. Thanks, Dave, for this as ever. Uh, and thanks, Richard, as well, for Beast TV, uh, for, for putting this together. We have to drop it in. Do you know time. what? If we've mentioned Dave, we've mentioned Richard, Steve Mary will not be happy if he doesn't get a mention. So hello, <gasps> Steve. Thank you, Steve. It's like the worst Holy Trinity you've ever heard that is there. Um, the new babies. <laughs> uh, the high notes might be a bit of a challenge. But anyway, um, so we have, you know, to be clear as well in the draft, we are not selecting B's players, which instantly takes from this season about 20-odd players away yep. from our drafting ability. And there would be B's players who would probably be drafted by the pair of us. We find it's always unfair when it comes to... So this is just for the other nine teams in the NIHL National that we'll be drafting from. So... I'm big moment. I'm, I'm very nervous because I've got my list of players here and I'm just sat here going, I, I, I hope half of them don't disappear early doors um, because I'm looking forward to hopefully not swearing on the podcast for the first time ever. Well, so. do you know what? Like when you set all the other challenges, I thought, yeah, that'll be fun. And this one, I was like, oh, oh. And I was just thinking, double jeopardy. Like, you know, I was just thinking, could I ring in sick? But then I'd be jeopardizing my 100% podcast appearance. <laughs> Because that's the only thing you've got going for you. It is. It? Missed, <laughs> missed the occasional game uh, last year. You know, like, I mean, got to cling on valiantly to this 100% podcast appearance. Exactly. Too right, you should. So, this is where it gets interesting. We, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to put on the clock. It's 30 seconds to make your pick, but not 30 seconds to explain it. So, you just need to say the name within 30 seconds. Um, but it'll be easier in the early rounds, but as it goes on, you can have a timeout as well. We'll add that to it as well. So, Mark Denham. So then, with the Boris Johnson approach to coaching, here we go. Uh, as they say, you are now on the clock for the first pick in the NIHL National Bees Radio Network draft brought to you by TSI World. Right, first pick, I am going for a forward and I am picking Aaron Nell as my first player. Interesting choice. So I can see where Dave's got on this one. Uh, I instantly, uh, I'm going to go D-men. I'm going to yep. stack up on D because I feel that there is more choice up top than there is uh, in defense. So my number one pick is, uh, my number two pick is Tom Norton from the Peterborough Phantoms on D. And joining him will be Ben Morgan from the Sheffield Steel Dogs. Well, there then goes uh, one of my picks straight away because uh, I've got them all in my head, but uh, there goes one of my picks. In that case, as you have gone for two defensemen, I'm going to chuck in a, uh, a defensive position, I think, here. Uh, and I will go with Dan Scott uh, from the Raiders. And also, I am looking at... I'm going to take. How long have I got? I should have started got a timer, time. shouldn't I? Should have started a timer. You got you got thirty seconds per pick, so oh, you've okay. got your first pick. So now you got another thirty seconds. I am looking at then here. I'm going to go with. Um, 
Adam Jones. Good call. He was one of my picks that was an option. I had been thinking about bringing Adam Jones into my team. So let me just put Adam Jones in your team. So you now have three picks. It's time for me to make my third pick in my team. And once again, I'm going with a D-man. Jonathan Weaver will be selected by me. So Jonathan Weaver of the uh, Telford Tigers is selected in my team. And now it's time to turn my eyes towards the forward lines. And as a result, I am taking Jason Hewitt of the Hull Pirates. Yep, I've got a lot of coaches in my team. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a few think... arguments on your bench, isn't there? <laughs> I think the bench might get a little bit punchy, but I'm taking Jason Hewitt as my fourth pick. So I, we head back over to Mark Denham for his picks. Do you know what? Jason Hewitt was going to go into that. Uh, I was going to take Dan Scott and Jason Hewitt, but I thought, no, as Graham's gone for defence, I'm going to pick two defencemen. Uh, so you've done me there. You've done me on that one. Um, for my next pick, then, I am going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with... And I'm looking at an import now as well. I'm going to stack up up front, and I'm back in Swindon for Thomas Malasinski. Yep, no, that was my number one import pick. So I'm a little bit frustrated to have lost him. Sorry. But, uh, you know what? We'll take a pause here just while he, for a second here, because this is, this is an interesting point in drafting strategy, because you've rolled the dice early to go for the import, which I find... It's an interesting one. How highly do you like my drafting philosophy has been I want to pick the demon because I feel there's a lot of demon. Then I'm looking at Brit forwards because I feel that there is it, import wise, it's kind of across the rest of the league. You've got Malazinski up there on a pedestal. And then I think there's a little bit of much, much of a much of a muchness yeah. about some of the other imports as well. So as a result, it's kind of a bit like, well, where do you roll the dice? Um, so in, it, it's, a, it's a good it's a good call. I think Malazinski is kind of like those people who pick, in, for instance, in the NFL, you never pick quarterbacks early mm. because there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the league. But there will be people who rolled the dice early doors on the likes of Patrick Mahomes um, because he puts up a lot of fantasy points. Same with Deshaun Watson, etc. So that feels like one of those sort of picks to me. So anyway, that's four picks down. So well, I was just your... going to say, just before you start the clock again, I was just going to say, that I have blown the philosophy that I said in the last podcast, didn't I, about <laughs> building the team from the netminder and the defence forward. I've kind of blown that, haven't I, by rolling the dice big time here on the forwards. We'll, so we'll come to that I discussion point to. later on as well. Anyway, we will restart the clock then. Start the clock. I'm going to now ignore what you've just said as well, and I'm going to roll on my second import as well. Oof. And I, I can't wait for the comment to come from this. Oh, Cannot we, wait for the comment to we, come from this. I'm already but, writing his name in. I've given up. I'm already writing it in. Who are you writing in then? <laughs> you say it and then I'll just say if I've written that one in. Um, Alice Padalek. Yeah, I've written Alice Padalek in. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew it. I Dan knew Scott, it. So Alice I've stacked Padalek. up on oh. my imports already, haven't I? Here he goes. Yeah, it's got the friend 11 out there. I quite like <laughs> it. It's, it's great to watch. It's great to see so far. Right then, uh, forward-wise, I'm going back for my next pick. So I'm going to add Martin Susters to my top line oh, there from the Peterborough Fantasies. That's a good pick. Uh, so we've got Susters Hewitt um, on that top line as well. <sighs> then I've got a decision to make, and I'm going to... You haven't got any more imports to pick, so I can leave that one till quite late on. <laughs> yeah, I'll show my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Great news. Right, Bobby Chamberlain then. So I've got a top oh. line of sisters, Chamberlain and Jason Hewitt is my 
Line there. Right there, Mark. Back across to you. So well, that's annoying because Bobby Chamberlain was next to go. <laughs> so that's annoying. So we are. This is kind of working out, I guess, the way we thought it would really now. And it's getting a little bit tricky. And there's there's uh, alternative considerations to be made here. So um, <laughs> you've already got quite a few of the ones that I wanted. <laughs> At the moment, you've picked two D-men, three forwards. I've picked uh, three D-men, three forwards, because obviously I have one advantage. So you'll be bringing in your sixth pick here. Right. Okay. For pick number six, I am going to go with uh, Ashley Tate. Ashley Tate? Are you putting him on that line with Malazinski? Malazinski, yeah. Nell and Tate. It's a little bit of a handy line, that is. Lots of points there. Yeah. I, I, do you know what? I quite like that one. Uh, it's not a bad I little quite line. I like that line. So, yeah, huh? I'm going Tate, Nell and Malasinski, obviously. Nice. Uh, as my first line. Nice. A little bit risky, but... Oh, it's, a, it's a pointful line. It's a, it's a, well, it's I've a... put two coaches on one line. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two coaches on one line. I mean, imagine the problems there. Oh, it's just going to be great fun. It's going to be great fun. Right then. So just to round up, everybody, Mark, with his first six picks, has chosen Dan Scott and Adam Jones on D. And then his forward lines, his forwards so far are Malazinski, Nell, Tate, and Padlek is waiting for his line mates. While I have gone for Tom Norton and Ben Morgan on one D pairing with Jonathan Weaver waiting to find out who'll be playing alongside him. And then my top line at the moment stands as Martin's sisters, Jason Hewitt and Bobby Chamberlain. Okay, so I've got one more, haven't I? You have your seventh pick of the draft. You have your seventh pick of the draft. Someone somewhere will do a spreadsheet properly of this afterwards for us, so it's fine. <laughs> Would that be you? Because I've got a pen and paper. I'm going proper old school. I have someone, got a... someone, someone listening in will write this all down. And I'm really hoping someone actually pushes this into like a franchise hockey manager or something like that. Set these two teams up once we've picked them and does like a, a Stanley Cup with them and finds out who actually picked the better team. Can you imagine that we could be have a Be at Home Cup too, couldn't we? <laughs> I could have the PC. We'll talk, we'll talk about Be at Home Cup on the podcast later in the yeah. week. But it is we, worth saying, Zach Milton would not make my NHL draft team with his performances <laughs> so far on NHL well, he's been 20. He's beaten by a giant bee, hasn't he, with opposable thumbs? That's he's been beaten, start, is it? beaten by a giant bee and then found himself 15-1 down the other day and rage quit the game. So as a result, the league management committee, who once again want to refute allegations that they are just making it up as they go along like other organisations, uh, have turned around and uh, decreed it's a 19-1 defeat. Uh, oh, I birthday, thought you were going to say I've given him a four-game suspension. <laughs> Dave Williams suggested I might be online for one of them. So, uh, yeah. But don't worry, it's been reduced to two on appeal. So it's all good news. Well, that's all right then. We're it's all, all right okay. then. It's all right. And, and we put the review in on a Sunday morning so we could get the guy playing me on the Sunday night. It's fine. Because that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's how the league works when you just, you know, change the rules as the season goes on. Anyway, yeah. um, Mark, right. your seventh pick back on I the block. I am going to go uh, with another forward. And I am going forwards. with, and I reckon this is the name that you will at least have considered in your pick. And I'm going with Lee Bonner from the whole Pirates. You absolute, yes, indeed. I did have Lee Bonner in my selection. Lee, who has actually re-signed for the Pirates this week. Really good pickup. I think Lee's one of those, sometimes gets a little underrated. I had a thought about Lee sitting on like a, I wanted to call it a little bit of an agitator's line. Um, mm. You could imagine a line of Bonner, Chamberlain and uh, some other players that might come available. But yeah, Lee Bonner's a very good pickup. I like that one a lot. I like that one a lot. Right then, uh, back to me. Unsurprisingly, we're picking a lot of whole Pirates players here. 
um, because I'm with my next pick and picking Matty Davis. Oh, I knew you'd go there. I like that as Matty Davis. Matty Davis is going to sit on a wing for me, I feel. Yeah. Um, and again, I don't need to pick my imports yet. Still got those in my back pocket. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, so then as my next player on that line, I'm going to pick Brandon Whistle. Mm. From the Telford Tigers. I think Brandon's an exceptional player in this league. I think he's got a, he's got a lot going for him. Um, be interested to see if Telford get him back next year or if he goes up and tries his hand at the Elite League. He's definitely got the talent to do so, I feel. Yeah. Um, and I just think, yep, I've got to take Brandon Whistle there. Great, exciting young talent. Um, yeah, I'm going with it. Okay. So it's back over to you then. Back over to me then. Two more picks. Uh, do you know what? This could be quite a short podcast. I thought this would be a very long podcast. It uh, we'll have a discussion a about the done. team. We'll have a discussion about the teams afterwards. So it's all good fun. We're gonna, well, the thing is, we're going to get into jostling soon, really, aren't we? Where our choices <laughs> are all kind of gone. Indeed. Yeah. All right. Indeed. I am going now with uh, Lee Jameson. <laughs> good pick. Great uh, pick. Was that on your list? Great pick. Yeah, he was my next D-man to go down. So sorry about that. No, no, because it's, it's, it's kind of, again, pause the clock for a second here. J-Mo, the last couple of years in Streatham, didn't look like the J-Mo that we knew. And I appreciate J-Mo's getting a little older and he's, a little, he's becoming a little wiser, but it was, I have to be honest, a smile was back on my face watching an MK Colours this year because when, when the EPL went down and the Lightning announced they were going up to the Elite League, you had that whole generation of players yeah. that that you, you were probably never going to see in a Lightning or an MK jersey again. And Lee obviously went down to Streatham and, and et cetera. To see him back in Lightning colours this year, I, I think he had his best season going even back be, well into the EPL. I think he was an outstanding rock on a Lightning team that it was like quite a tough season when they pulled it around in the end. Yeah. Um, but I think yeah. perhaps going home kind of sparked him, didn't it? You know, yes. like being away from Milton Keynes and then going home, playing in the rink that he's played so much of his hockey, being so successful there, probably sparked him, I think, didn't it, to have a, a fantastic season. And I just thought, you know, I was like you. I thought, well, I wonder what it will be like because we've not really, you know, we've not seen the best of him over the last couple of years. Um, but no, I thought he had a, uh, a brilliant season last year. So um, I'm having him. Good news, right then? You got another pick to make. Okay, now I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of uh, struggling now because, like, those were the ones that I definitely, definitely wanted, and the ones that you've got as well that I wanted. So those are the ones that I definitely <laughs> knew that I was going to go for. So I am now struggling, and I appreciate that I'm also on the clock as well now. So I have to come up with somebody, don't I? Yeah, absolutely, have to come up with somebody here. Um, <laughs> Do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna roll the dice here and Five I'm seconds. going to pick my goaltender for this Ooh. one. I am going with uh Jordan Mark. Oh, oh no! How dare you? <laughs> uh, Stop the clock here. Stop, Stop the, the clock, clock here. Let's discuss this one. Do you know what? I I, I that that was the one. You know, I told you like, I'd come up with this strategy in my head of how yeah. to pick, and that was the one because I said, and it's on record on the last podcast, I would always build a team from the goaltender out. Yeah, 
And that's how I would build a team. And then Dave sent me this import, <laughs> uh, this this e- email rather, uh, explaining like, you know, goaltenders, there's a few standout ones, but then there's a lot that are all pretty much the same kind of level. Now, I'll be honest, if I could have done, I would have taken Adam Goss with the finish yep. of the season that he had. But obviously we can't because he's a bees player. And then I thought, like, we're away into the draw now, and I know that Graham hasn't announced the netminder either. So I thought, throw it out there and get the one that you want before he's gone. Because obviously we've still got to get our – well, I've still got to get a backup, and you've still got to get both netminders. But I just thought, do you know what? I've gone quite deep, and I do believe in building from the back out, so I best really stick with that now and actually have the goaltender. Yeah, that's so annoying. So annoying, that is, because – uh, to me, like again, we discussed this in the podcast. I'm sure someone will go back and tell us exactly what episode it was. But in the podcast, it was kind of like when, like, Remy obviously had a good season. Don't take nothing away from him. Had a good season in Swindon. But it comes down to that question of which one would you rather have in net? Or which one are you trusting to win you a game? Are you trusting Remy or are you trusting Jordan? And I trust Jordan every day and twice on Sunday. Like, Jordan to me is the strongest, is the strongest netminder in the league. Mm. Cons- consistency now, wise, has done it for years. Backstops a very frugal Peterborough team. It's it's a really yeah to me. Jordan Marr is the is maybe the most consi- at the moment the most consistent netminder in the league. Now I'm. Do you know what in my head? I thought I want Jordan Marr, which was why I was going with him first. But then Dave said, no, 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 no. And then I thought, right, we've gone quite deep here. And I'm pretty certain, and I must admit, I've done this despite you. I'm pretty certain that Graham will want Jordan Marr and Nett. So I thought, right, Graham's not set a goaltender. And I want Jordan Marr. He was going to be my first pick. So I'm saying him now before Graham takes him. It's a, it's a, good, it's a good pick. Full credit to you. Great pick. Thank you. Right then, so uh, I'm going to roll the rest of my British forwards. Okay. I'm rolling. I'm rolling this dice now. Uh, that leaves my two import forwards to select. So with my next pick, I'm taking Liam Stewart. Yeah. And with my next pick, I'm taking Alex Graham from the Sheffield Steel Dogs. I really like Alex Graham as a player. He really impressed me. Um, you know, you remember back in the EPL days when you used to go up and you used to play Sheffield? Yeah. And you'd come up against a very, very young Ben Bounds. Mm. And you knew Ben Bounds was the best player on the ice for that team. Yeah. I had yeah. exactly all the same hallmarks about Alex Graham when watching the Steel Dogs. Alex, for a young kid who's still in a cage, he had all the hallmarks of a player who's just, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a, a bad attitude at all. But he just knows. Look, I'm a talented player in this league. I'm a good. I'm a good. I'm a good player. I'm. I can win games for my team. Mm. And I just. I really like him. Um. I'm going to be interested this summer to see if he stays with the Steel Dogs. I know that by the end of last season he was up with the Steelers and, and icing a fair bit. And I think Aaron Fox is a bit of a fan of the kid, and I, I don't blame them at all. It's quite interesting because obviously Kieran Brown was also part of that discussion as well. And like, I just think. Alex is going to have a good career. And if he's going to go anywhere and do it, whether well, go to the Steelers where you've Robert Dowd's come through after his years. Well, Robert Dowd was a solly hole, wasn't he? For yeah. memory and such like, like go and have that career. John, o, like John O'Phillips's type career. Go have that, that club. 
it's your local club. You're going to be, he, he's got all the capabilities, I feel, to have a really decent elite league career. So mm. the fact he's still on the table at this point in the draft meant it's a no brainer. So literally, I yeah. now just only have imports to select for my forward. So, yeah. And I can leave them till last in the draft because you can't I have any- to say, I have to say, and I best apologize to Dave here. I've kind of admitted to Dave I had no idea. Dave has given me a little bit of idea <laughs> and I've kind of changed the, the idea that Dave gave me because Dave has explained, like, you know, imports you can pick many from. Don't burn them all first. So I've burnt them all first. I, I think you were right in. But in I am Rob- happy with my two, though. So exactly, and I think I'm not you saying w- I've wasted my picks and I'd change them. I'm happy with my two, and I've got the two imports that I wanted. So although yeah. it's perhaps not the best way to do it, I know that I'm going up against an experienced person in this drafting thing, and I'm thinking just 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 get the players you want. Like before they all go, get the players you want. Um. Anyway. Uh, right, so your 10th pick of the draft then. 10th pick of the draft. I am going with Scott Robson of the Peterborough Phantoms. Good call. Um, Good call. As you mentioned a moment ago, a, uh, a very, very frugal uh, defensive unit, the, uh, the Peterborough Phantoms. Uh, obviously, Robson will work very well with uh, Jordan Maher as well. Indeed. Can't, can't so, take anything away from knowledge of players. That's very true. There is a little bit of thought has gone into this. <laughs> it's not just complete poking in the dark. Just a little bit of thought. <laughs> well, no, like in apology to Dave, Dave's second to last selection for me was my netminder. Yep. Second to last selection, <laughs> and I've already taken that already. Sorry about this, Dave, because I know you will be listening. And I fully expect some form of tweet or email telling me how I've messed this up. I mean, it's a good job there's not much hair to pull out anymore, is there? Not compared to... 90, whatever that year that was, me on or the, Dave. Oh, just be fair. <laughs> I'd have thought of it that way. Didn't uh, Dave look good when he was young, eh? Look, I was about on that, to say. Uh, on that bees replay. Oh, tell me about it. No. Oh. Anyway, um, right then. So ten picks in. Let's just roll through the teams quickly. Demarcus picked one of his two netminders with Jordan Marr going on in his D. He has two pairings with Dan Scott, Adam Jones, Lee Jameson, and Scott Robson with two D men still to select. And on his forwards, he's taken both his imports as forwards with Thomas Malazinski and Alesh Padalek, and they are joined by Aaron Nell, Ashley Tate, and Lee Bonner. On my side, I'm yet to choose a netminder. I only have three D-men at the moment with Tom Norton, Ben Morgan, and Jonathan Weaver. And then as forwards, I have Martin Susters, Jason Hewitt, Bobby Chamberlain, Maddie Davis, Brandon Whistle, Liam Stewart, and Alex Graham. Mark, right, then, so your 11th pick. 11, haven't I? Pick 11, I am going to complete my second forward line with pick number 11, and that is a player that I really, really like. Uh, hasn't put up massive points in the season, but I reckon that there is a lot to come from this player, uh, and I'm going with Brandon Aliff from the Raiders. Yes, great shout. He was he. When we come to the end of this, I'll tell you some of the other names that I had sat on my sort of list of well, if it gets to this, and dare I say it, like if there were, if we were doing this with three or four people, and it was becoming a big thing, I think Brandon would be a really sneaky pickup for someone because mm. I, I, I do just like him as a player. I think he's a very, very good player. I think there's so much still to come, isn't there? As well, yeah. you know, he is only young still, um, and he's he's only young, and he leads that young Raiders team so well. I think you know, uh, in it, for a young person, he has such a great attitude. 
he has a hundred percent effort every single shift he gets. You know, like he is a young person leading by example in um in the Raiders team, and that's why I think you know there is so much more in him to come. As um, you know, the Raiders, like I did say earlier on in the season, which angered the Raiders fans. I think that team is better than the sum of its parts in terms of the results that they got. If you were to go fantasy ice hockey, I think that the Raiders would outachieve in reality what they'd get in fantasy ice hockey based on the players' individual point scores. And I think, you know, that that Raiders team is going to come together. It's going to come together. It's going to grow. And I think Brandon will be one of those that really, really shines out. And I'm not saying he doesn't already, but I think he's going to shine even brighter over the next few years. Nope, agree with you on that one. Really great shout there. Really like that. So, um, right then. So it's over to me then. I've got my yep. 11th and 12th pick then. Right. Um, I don't need to worry about netminders really. Uh, I've got my two imports. I can leave them till quite late on. So let's I'm go. i in the backup netminder though. Let's After earlier in the season. Let's. Yeah, that's not happening. Uh, let's just roll <laughs> through. Uh, I'm going to pick two D men now. And this okay. is. Do you know what? I've got six D men listed in front of me here, and it's just. What six left left uh, in front of you? Six. Just got... I've got six options in front of me. Yeah, and See, I've this, got... that's where I'm struggling. I'm going to put my hands up there. That's where I'm struggling a little I've, bit. I've got six options here, and I'm trying to work out which one. I'm going to take Callum Bugless, and I because like I picked him during the season. I think he had a an outstanding year, and he's only going to get stronger and stronger. He's obviously now on that two year deal now down in Peterborough as well. I think he will just continue to grow as a D man. Uh, that that was one of them that I had. <laughs> I'm also going to take, and I tell you what, um, I'm sure some people will have minor concerns about this one. I think is the word because of the amount of penalty minutes that he picks up during the season. Um, I just I like the way he plays, yeah, and and I think with the team that I've got. I've got a few little just getting under your skin players. Yeah. And that's why I feel I need to take Thomas McKinnon in my lineup from the oh. Telford Tigers. I just loved his. Sure. Look, okay. I'm just going to pull up the stats now. I just want to get this number correct. 190 penalty minutes. Um, but I just liked the way he played with a real edge, a real, a real, he threw one of the worst hits I've ever seen. And I can't take that away. But that's what happens when you play on the edges. Sometimes it just goes a little too far. I really like his intensity. So Thomas McKinnon comes in on my D as well. Mm. So no, then. That, that's a good pick. Uh, I I did have Bugless because um, what I've done is I've like made notes as I was going along through this. And I was thinking, right, yeah, I'll definitely have him if Graham doesn't. <laughs> uh, and you've done it a couple of times, but I feel that I've, I've more than countered that with my netminder, so I'm all right. Yeah, you kind of stung me on the netminder there. So you've still got a full line of forwards and a full yep. D pairing to name as well. So, yeah. and you know I'm done for forwards, so it's pretty. I if I'm well, going to give your you your imports, haven't you? You've got your imports. If I was going to give you a different. draft, if I was giving you a drafting strategy right now, I'd pick two D men because I can't pick any British forwards anymore because I've got I've only got two imports to go there. Yeah. So I'd pick two D men in this round if I was you. Well, I am going... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to take a forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to take my backup netminder. Uh, no, I'm going to go with... Uh, and th this one may come as a bit of a surprise, but I'm going to go with Lewis Bell from Sheffield. Ooh, my brother. Yeah. 
Yes. Didn't, make, didn't, didn't make that gag all this season. Um, yeah, I like that. Really dependable. But does he have the name of a ring, an end of a ring named after? No, he doesn't. <laughs> Neither do I anymore. Um, no. <laughs> no, but Lewis, it's weird, isn't it? Lewis has just been around. He was around the EPL for years, going back to like 2010. And has just always been at that that Sheffield team. Just dependable. Even in the, even in the Andre Payet years, never really racked up the penalty minutes like other players did in that team. Was just, you know what, I'm going to ice. 25, 30 minutes a game, just put the ice time on my back, plus I'm happy with it. Really dependable guy, Lewis. And yeah, I like that pick. And then I've got another one as well, which is a a young player, and I reckon we will see uh, more from as well, uh, which is another defenseman, which then completes my defence. And I am going with a... um, I'm going with an elite league player that's also uh, appeared within the NIHL national this season. And I am going with the young 19-year-old from Peterborough, Joseph Hazeldean. Okay. Because if he stays down here in this league because he was uh, on loan to Peterborough, so therefore he qualifies, if he stays down here for a year or two to get, you know, a bit of experience and that, he he is going to, I think, set this league on fire as a defenseman. I mean, he's already played with the Nottingham Panthers for a number of years now, and he hasn't had a great amount of game time in those uh, games that he's iced for the Panthers. And I guess what the Panthers are saying are, look, go away, get some game time. You've got a lot of talent, get game time. You'll learn from being on the ice. Go out there, play the game. We've got our eye on you. We've already signed you. Uh, You know, we've already signed you. We've got our eye on you. We want you to develop. So I reckon that, you know, there is somebody that's been identified already as a top prospect at the age of 19. He's already got, you know, an elite league team. And I think that, you know, on the occasion that we saw him for Peterborough, I think that there is a lot to come from that young guy. It's a bit like you said from Ben Bounds as well. Like, you know, Ben Bounds was picked and identified by Andre Payet, very, very young. And he had a fantastic season for Payet and the Steel Dogs. And now he's up there in the Elite League. I reckon Hazeldean will definitely have an Elite League career, whether it's next year or whether he gets maybe a year or two further under his belt with Slava at Peterborough before then going back up. It's a really interesting call. I like that one a lot. I like that one a lot. He he actually hadn't even come across my radar thinking about it. And I'm quite annoyed that I had actually thought along. Does you could go down the uh, Josh Tetlow approach as well. Um, yeah. A very similar story there as well. So, hmm, interesting. That's my defence full. That's your defence full. Um, You've only got one more to pick, though. But no. It's not I like ha- I've impeded you greatly on the defence, is it? You know what I have? And I've got, I still have four names in front of me. <laughs> yeah. And it's such a, because I've got a guy that I've admired for years, um, a guy that I've admired even longer, a guy who, um, through having chats with players, sort of highlighted and said, look what this guy does, and you'll see how important he is to this team. And I've got a guy who got thrown on D this season and in the games against us made a hell of an impression. Yeah. And it's so hard to choose between these four. Well, we can throw out the ones that didn't quite make it, can't we, when the time comes? Yeah, it's so hard because... 
I'm going to roll the dice. I'm going to take the wild card. Okay. I'm taking Liam Morris. Oh, yeah. I thought he, when he moved back onto D for, for the Bison, uh, I thought he was, he was pretty nifty back there. Um, I think he had, it's funny because last year he was a bit of a, a hothead, a bit of a wild card. Uh, and don't take anything away from his work as a forward. I think he was, I think he was a, an outstanding forward as well. But just dropping him back to D, like, I quite liked it. So I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you the other names now because we might as well do them now. Stevie yeah, Whitfield. We've got no defence anyway. Have yes. Now. Stevie, Whitf- Stevie yeah. Whitfield from Swindon. I've, I've loved him for years. I think he's, I think he's as solid as it comes back there. Yeah. Sammy Zajac for the Leeds Chiefs. Like Sammy as a player. It's funny because it was between him and um, Luke Boothroyd, but I just think Sammy was a little bit, a little bit more this year. And the, the final one is a Raiders defenseman, Sean Barry. Yeah. Uh, and he just very understated, very, look, Sean's probably never going to write a headline unless Jacob does it, but he's never going to really, like, he's never going to do that. But he's the sort of player you want week in, week out in your team. He's just going to go about his job, going to do his business, be a great teammate, be a great support, never really put a foot wrong, never really be out of position. Um, it was very close between him and Liam, but I just, I'm, I'm interested to see where Liam's journey goes from here. Does he, does he hold on to being a D man, or does he, does he go back to being a forward next season for the Bison? Well, the Bison- if you compare him to Stuart Mogg, Stuart Mogg was playing as a forward, wasn't he? Moved back to a defenseman. Since then, look at where he's gone. Yeah, it's very true. It's, it's an interesting change. Like Liam's always pretty much been a, been a forward, but the times he dropped back to D, I was just yeah. I really was impressed by him. So yeah, that's a good shout. So you are now full on defence. I am now full on defence. You have two imports who I guess are going to be import forwards. Correct. That's a yeah, that's a good guess. Was there any import netminders in the league? <laughs> well Yeah. No. Uh so therefore that's given that away. Uh so you've got two imports and two netminders. I've got three forwards and a netminder to go. Yeah. Now I was going to say, do we do proper backup netminders? But I don't. I don't think that's that's the way to do it. So you're saying now? Hang on, that I could have anyone I want. So I, mean, I could you, pick Renny Mar as my backup netminder. You could pick Renny Renny Mar as your backup. I'm netminder. not going to. But. No, because I had thoughts about this because there was a there is a there is a backup. I, I, there's choice of two backups. I'd take maybe three across the league. Um, yeah. I'm going to right a wrong with my my next selection. Which is my starting netminder. Okay. Brad Day. Congratulations. Oh, Congratulations to Brad as well. He's just become a father as well, which is uh, fantastic. I saw that on uh, Twitter before we so started recording. So Brad Day is Dad Day. Yeah, Dad Day. Hey, there you go. See Sorry the joke. about the puns. The, 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 well, they write themselves, don't they? Um, but yeah, Brad Day, like, <laughs> look, I know, I know a certain coach in Telford was very upset that his netminder wasn't even suggested in the polling for the goalie of the season in the league. And I do kind of understand it. Yeah. Um, I think, I, again, this is the horrible thing to say about this, is that I'm trying not to judge this entirely on what I saw in my own eyes. What I saw when we played against Telford, we gave Telford really good games last season. We were so competitive against them in pretty much every cla- all the four clashes we had with them that maybe we didn't see the best of Brad, but you talk around the rest of the league and he is on a pedestal. This is how good he was. So yeah, um, Brad, having not been able to take Jordan Marr, I'm going to take Brad Day instead. I'm going to take the league-winning and cup-winning netminder, which feels... I feel happy with that. I feel good with that. Okay. So we are 
We're getting down to the tight business end now, aren't we? We're getting down to the real business end. I'm, lo- I'm really, really, end I'm really looking forward because you've got three forwards to pick and a backup. I've got yeah. two imports and a goalie to pick. This is great fun. Yeah. Right. My go. I am going to go up front, firstly, uh, with my next two picks, and I am taking uh, I'm taking from the Swindon Wildcats, Chris Jones. Oh, yes. Oh. Yeah. Again, sneaky, sneaky good player. Yeah. A heart, at the heart of what a lot of that second line does as well. I mean, do you know what? Like, he's, not, he's put up decent numbers. Without really, you know, hitting the headlines, he's put up decent numbers. He's just a very genuine, decent player. Um, You know, there are some players who are always in the headlines, you know, like you look on social media or anything, and these players are always being spoken about. But Chris just quietly goes about his business and does the job. So Yeah, and as I say, I I think the greatest thing you can say with him is you can throw him on that second line and he just clicks on it. He just, he like, Aaron and Thomas... You can put you can put whoever you want with that guy. It's going to click. That second line has had to work quite hard this season, and I think yeah, kind of great. Yeah, really good shout. Really good shout. Now I am debating. Uh, I am really debating which position to fill now, but I think I'm going to go with another forward here. And okay. here comes another allegation of pick your mates. Oh, but okay. I'm back in. Uh, I'm back in Romford again now, and I am taking. Are you writing it down yet? Yeah, I've written Aaron Connolly and don't worry about that's it. it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Aaron yeah. was on my list of like potential players to take. Look, the thing I like, the thing that I think people underestimate sometimes about Aaron is watch Aaron Connolly in September, October, and then watch Aaron Connolly in March when it's all on the line. Mm. You, he's a good player, and then it gets to March and the intensity and the level just goes up. Doesn't and supp- his leadership too as well. Exactly. He throws the game on his back. He does like, and this is that you, you walk away from a game and you go, Aaron Connolly, when does Aaron Connolly play his best hockey in a season? He plays it in February, March, and April. That is when yeah. he plays his best. Yeah. And that's not to say that the rest of it, oh, he's died, disappears for the rest of the He's not Derek Rail. Um, it's oh. basically the point I want to make there. But he, he, he's a good, he's a good consistent player. And yeah. then as the level steps up, Aaron steps up a little bit more as well. I mean, he's 26. He's 26. Disgusts he's been me. around senior hockey Disgusts for a me. decade already. Here is a guy who is, you know, definitely, definitely a, a standout player. I mean, like he's, he's 26 and he's been captain since he was 21. First became captain in Basingstoke uh, and also is now captain at, uh, at the Raiders. He is a real, real leader. And I've picked him for what he does on the ice because, you know, he's brilliant on the ice, but also what he does off the ice as well. You know, like I know I, I joked about having two coaches on my first line. Um, Aaron also, uh, I don't know if it's still current or not, but Aaron did at one stage also have a uh, coaching qualification. Just It's just uh, chaos on your bench, so chaos. Now I've just thrown another one on. But no, it's what he does off the ice as well. You know, the way he... Um, you know, Aaron's not someone who rants and raves, but he inspires people to come with him. He has a real belief in himself and his team, and he inspires people to follow that belief. So I picked him for what he does on and off the ice. No, I like that one a lot. I think that's I think that's a really solid pick there. Really solid. Really solid. Right. 
Right then. So, so are you going import forward or backup goaltend? I can do both in this round of picks. So yeah. I mean, that's what I'm going to do. Um, so import forward. My first one is Dominic Florian of the uh, Telford Tigers. Again, love love his intensity. Love what he does. Think he's a think he's think he's a really good player. Um, again, Telford sign him next season. It's a really solid start to their recruitment. Um, I, I just think he's a very very dependable option. Yeah. Right, netminders. Uh, seeing as I've opened the door up entirely to whatever I uh, whatever I feel. Yep. Dimitri Zamozdra. Hmm. Ah, you weren't expecting that. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. No. Uh, I, um. D- Dimitri is another sneaky good player in this league. Yeah. So many games we come up against Dimitri, and it's like he can just shut the door on you. He can, mm. There are also other games where he doesn't shut the door on you, but he can really, if he keeps it to a two goal game, that he is that is a brick wall you have to get past. Yeah. Um, no, I mean he had a good season, didn't he? Good stats, a good season. He's had a good. And game. as you say, there are sometimes those games where you think, "How has he ever got to where he's got to?" There are games where you <laughs> just think, "How?" But then they're so rare now. I mean, I remember when he was first starting out. Yeah. You were thinking. Well, has he really got a future? But he's proven me wrong. I mean, I remember thinking that when he first took over in Sheffield, thinking, is he really a starting netminder? But, I mean, every now and then you just get a howler past him and you think, oops. But then he'll shut the door straight after that. You know, some I've never played uh, ice hockey. I'd imagine it's very difficult as a goaltender because we all make mistakes forwards fan on shots defensemen will trip up and all sorts and let people round them the one you really focus on though is the goaltender and that's that's the hard thing i think for being a goaltender is that whilst a forward may fan on a shot and miss an open net that won't be the talking point it'll be the one absolute gaff at the other end that the goaltender let in yeah so mostra can occasionally get those gaffes in but it's so 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 rare now he comes out and he does a real, real good job for the Steel Dogs. And I think that's a, a great pick. I have to say, I hadn't considered him because I was just looking at backup goaltenders <laughs> and I haven't considered him. But Right, so let me throw this out there. We will do this right now. If you were to pick your backup netminder in the league and it's a true yeah. backup, who are you taking? If it's a true backup, then I am, and I can't pick Danny Milton, obviously, because yeah. he's uh, one of ours. I am going with, as a true backup, well, hang on, hang on. We had this discussion at the time, though, didn't we? But I'm going with Ryan Bainborough. Correct. That is it. Now, I'm curious to know who you would also count as the backup in Milton Keynes. Is it Dean Skins? Is it Jordan Lauday? Because that's a, that's, I'm going to throw that one out there. One of them is a backup, technically. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's hard, isn't it? Because I guess in Milton Keynes, more than any other team, they have an actual split. Yeah. Exactly. So it's funny because I said that is an interesting combo and I could easily take that. But you've, in my mind, you've said the right answer there. So if you put Ryan Bainborough in, completely spot on. Uh, I am. I'm putting him in, actually, yeah. as my backup goaltender. Because I think that's right. I think in terms of, and if, if, we're pl- if we were playing in, who's the, who's the best backup? Ryan Bainborough, every day. And even he's getting nearly on a split. It's not, yeah. it's not a million miles away from a split. And Slava's quite happy to roll with him at times. But yeah, Ryan Bainborough. 
Yeah. I mean, obviously, we didn't see the best of him, did we, in that game? Where <laughs> I, I talked him up on B's Radio Network before the game started. And then we didn't see the best of him in that game. But I'm, I'm going on past history here as well. Indeed. You know, everyone can have one-off game. And, um, you know, it happened to be the one where I talked him up before a puck was even dropped. Sorry about that, Ryan. Yeah. Um, but, so it's all your you fault know, then, basically. Is that what you're saying? It's all my fault. It's all my fault. But I'm sure all of our guys were happy with the fact I talked him up before the game. Right then, you have one last pick to make in your right, first so I've ever got draft. A British oh. forward to fill in my in my uh, your first team? ever draft. Yeah, in your team. In my first ever draft. Right. Let me have a quick look. I just want to see who you've got. Yeah, yeah. You see, you've got most of who I'm thinking of here. Do, 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 do you want? Do you want me to say something? I still have four players on my list. Hmm. Um. Right. Okay. So I'm on the clock. Aren't I? I've got a pick here. I'm on the clock. I'm going to have to throw a name out there, and I am therefore going to finish my team when I can pick one <laughs> off of the uh, the list that I've got in front of me. How long have I got? Ten seconds. I tell you what, I'm going to go with uh, another Swindon Wildcats player who has been a consistent performer across the EPL and indeed now the NIHL. Uh, first with Peterborough, now with Swindon, I'm going with uh, Edgar's Bebris. And he was not on my list. Um, yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, there's a lot to go for. Lot to go for there. You know what we should do? We should get Doug Shepard on the phone now to discuss both of our oh, rosters he'd, when he'd, they're done. He'd kill us. Don't worry. He'd, yes. he'd, he'd kill us. <laughs> Um, and I, I'm, I'm trying to stall for time here because this final import choice. Oh, I'm going around in circles. I'm going in absolute circles. Oh, How many have you got left on your list? I have no imports left on my list. Oh, okay. This is an absolute. Crap. So this is just straight out of left field. This is a crapshoot. There's no other way of describing this. <laughs> this is an absolute. Um. Oh. I kind of want to do the Telford thing and pick another Brit, but uh, <laughs> which I could do. But in the rules, well, you could the rules of the game. Um, well, no, no, the rules of the game would be a maximum of two. True. So you could pick a Brit if you want. Could. And do you know what I'm going to? Okay, Corey McEwen. Oh, that's that's pretty much import performance, anyway, isn't it? Yeah, and that it, it, look, I have got. I'm, I can't believe I didn't think of him. Right. Do you want to know some of the other players I've got sat on my list of players that I didn't pick in this draft? Go on, then. Uh, Jake Sylvester, who yeah. is an outstanding talent. Glenn Billing. Love Glenn yeah. Billing as a player. Um, oh, you see, I've got Glenn down as well. I love Glenn Billing as a player. Um, oh, goodness me. Max Brabeer. Could have been picked. I looked at him too. Jason Silverthorne. <laughs> didn't. Didn't have him in my list. Yeah. This, and like I know right now there's going to be some phone calls coming in from uh, local to where I'm seated right now going, how can you not pick Kleiner? Quite easy, I haven't picked him. Um, I think you've picked the best part of the Kleiner and Tate relationship in Ashley Tate. Mm. Uh, I mean, Kleiner's put up good numbers last year, hasn't he? But <clears throat> It's easy when it's handed to you on a plate. Yeah, um, I think Ashley Tate has been a very, very good playmaker. Mm-hmm. For Michael Kleiner, 
Correct. Um, I think, you know, when you look, uh, Klain has got 34 goals. Tate has got 52 assists. How many of those 52 <laughs> assists built up the, the goals that Michael Klainer has got? And, um, and Don't get me wrong. And, I'm not saying he's a bad import. No, no, no. I just think Ashley Tate is a great provider. And to put it on the point as well, if it isn't Klainer on the end of that puck, most of the time where Tate is putting that puck, I would put money on other players scoring that goal. Mm. Um, other players we didn't talk about, Russ Cowley. I mean, derailed by injury this year, but still had a decent year. The import I was thinking about was Eric Piatak. Yeah. Was really having a think about it. Because I think he changed, he helped change the Raiders season around. Which is interesting because you weren't greatly enamoured by him, were you, when he first came on the scene for the Raiders, you weren't greatly enamoured. You said, that's not the Piatek that I remember. No. But and yet he did settle in though, didn't he? Once he'd got, you know, once he'd got his feet on the, on the ice, he settled in, didn't he? And he came to life. Yeah. The first, the first couple of games of him, I was like, mm, who is this guy? This is not the Eric Piatek that used to yeah. turn it on for the flames, turn it on for the phantoms. This is not that guy. And then all of a sudden it clicked and it was like, Oh, he's just turned them from, he maybe was the missing piece in that team. Like, uh, yeah. I know there are Marek Malinsky people love, but pff, come on. You're replacing Malinsky. I thought Malinsky was, I thought he was all right. I mean, he did all right for the Bison, didn't he, in his guest spot there as well. And I guess that just goes to prove, like, where you put someone and Correct. who you put them with. Well, Robin Kovar. E. Yeah, <laughs> if you look at, you know, uh, Marek Malinsky was being fed by Ashley Tate. Bingo, bango, You're not going to go very wrong there, are you? Exactly. Being on the end of a Tate pass, I think, you know, even I could possibly score if I could stand up long enough. Yeah. And it, if it, I could get to where the puck was going, I could possibly score. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no. And it, look, you look around also elsewhere in the league, Matt, Matt Bissonnette and David Norris up yeah. a hole. Like, they rack up points, but Hull put up points. Like, it's kind of that thing of, okay, yeah, they score a lot of points. And, and like, mm. obviously, well, we've got, I've got Chamberlain, Hewitt, and Davis in my team. Yeah. They put up points, but. Davis Hewitt and Chamberlain are going to put up those points anyway. They're good players. Yeah. Matt Bissonnette, just in the games we played against him, I wasn't impressed. And, and yeah, uh, on points per game this season, he's fourth in the league. But mm. I just wasn't impressed by him. David Norris is eighth. Just wasn't impressed by him. See, I'm looking at my top line, uh, Tate, Nell, Malasinski. Nell and Malasinski, we've seen in operation together countless times this season. Either of them can provide, either of them can score. Ashley Tate could also find the back of the net as providing. So if Tate is providing Nell, Nell's going to score. If Tate is providing Malasinski, Malasinski is going to score. But equally, if either of those two are providing Tate, there's a good chance he'll score. Yeah. It's, it's, because, yeah. you know, he can find the back of the net, but it's just the work he does, like, you know, in getting to places, in knowing where his players are going to be and getting the puck to them. And when, uh, when Tate lays up, a pass, it's on the tape. Yeah. You're not struggling like to grapple with it, like, you know, from a foot and a half behind you to then shoot by which time the goaltender's set. That pass from Tate is on the tape. Yeah. Um, and that's why I'm thinking my first line, I think, is pretty potent as well. I mean, I can't knock yours at all. You know, you've got the, the top point scorer in the league in Jason Hewitt, 100-point season again. Um, you know, I can't knock yours. Martin Sisters, we all know what he can do as well. Uh, and Bobby Chamberlain as well just scores for fun, doesn't he? So yeah, and you've got an awesome top line as well. And I tell you what, it's a top line that one puts up points and two, my God, is that going to agitate you as a line as well? Yeah. And then you roll down to the next line and 
look, the other thing about this these nine is you could probably interchange them a little bit. Like you can probably move guys around. Like Liam Stewart will probably argue, well, I should be up there with Tate and Chamberlain. Matty Davis obviously plays with them. Dominic Florian, you could easily see playing the bisonette role on that top line for whole pirates. And and all of a sudden you're then like, well, it's it's so potent. Um, but also I think there is the ability to shut down in those lines, the ability to put pressure on. Um, and then defensively as well, don't forget your D-men are in all this. Like some yeah. rock solid D-men back there who are gonna really put the pressure on um and really restrict those opportunities. So Mark, do you want to roll through? Now the draft is complete. Just roll through your team one last time for the ladies and gentlemen. All right, then. Up front, uh, which again goes against what I said about building from the back. Uh, Ashley Tate, Aaron Nell, Thomas Malasinski. Uh, I have got... Oh, hang on a minute. I can't read my writing now. Uh, <laughs> I've got Lee Bonner, Alice Padalek, and Brandon Aliff. I've got Aaron Connolly, Chris Jones, and Edgar Zbredbris up front. In defence, Dan Scott and um jones i've got jameson and robson i have got bell and i have got hazeldean in defense in goal uh starting netminder jordan marr and the backup goaltender ryan bainborough you've just got the peterborough back up back up there i like that you've got a lot of peterborough in there uh well they're happy to share happy to share virtually exactly so for me in net, I've got Brad Day with Dimitri Zamozdra. My D pairings are Tom Norton and Ben Morgan, Jonathan Weaver and Callum Buckless, and Thomas McKinnon and Liam Morris. And I've just realised that could be a lot of penalty minutes there. And then for the yes. forwards, I've... Four game suspensions, <laughs> perhaps. Might have to just roll 4D. We'll be fine. Um, and then forwards, I've got Martin Sisters, Jason Hewitt and Bobby Chamberlain. I've got Maddie Davies, Dominic Florian and Brandon Whistle. And then I've got Liam Stewart, Alex Graham and Corey... McEwen. I really hope someone is able to, and I might have to do this, go on to Franchise Hockey Manager, plug these two teams in, play a seven-game Stanley Cup series and see who comes out on top. It could be absolutely fascinating to see who wins that. I'm actually quite happy with how my team has worked out. You know, like as I said to you, when you set this challenge, I just... <gasps> oh. <laughs> and I, I really was worried. And I, I you know, I'm going to apologise to Dave because Dave kind of said to me, you know, like all these players are available, so don't pick them first. And I've kind of gone against, I've taken <laughs> on board some of what Dave said. And Dave, I know you'll be listening. I've kind of thrown away a lot of what you said, but I'm quite happy with how I've ended up. And I do think like, you know, I look at your team and I think, yeah, do you know what? There's players in there that I wanted. Yeah, genuinely same with yours, is. same with yours. But I, I do think that, you know, if these two teams ever did meet, it would be a very, very exciting game. Don't get Planet Ice ideas. I'll try and do it at the start of the season in Coventry. That would be the final four, <laughs> won't it? The final four is the Bees Radio Network 2. And we get to commentate on we it. Get, How about that? We get to commentate on it with complete com- impartiality. Um, yeah. <laughs> also, I mean, goodness me, we've got so many coaches on that ice as well. It's just going to be a battlefield on there as well. Uh, oh, yeah. Indeed. Uh, well, Alice Padalek coaches his own hockey school, doesn't he? Back in the Czech Republic, I've got Ashley Tate, I've got Aaron Nell. Yeah, but um, but, but I've got the post game entertainment with Rod Stewart, so you know, swings and roundabouts. This is true. Yeah, I've got I've got the post game entertainment. That's that's the side I got. Look, I've got. Well, I've got Dave on the drums. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Dave on the drums. I'll tell to you, come. I'll tell you what, as well, I've got that. I've got. I've got that's it. I've got. You bring the vocalist. I'll bring the drummer. We're done. 
but then I've got I've got Brandon Whistle, so I've got obviously Dave Whistle sat up in the stand. I've got uh, yeah. I've got Doug McEwen sat up in the stand. I've got Frank Morris sat up in the stand as well. There's a bit of pressure on your lot to perform. <laughs> oh my there? life! And they're, they're all being serenaded by Rod in the uh, Rod in the, uh, the in the in the back bank. It's quite oh, uh-huh. I'm slightly frightened now. <laughs> yeah. I guess, though, it just depends on which officials we get as well, how well this game goes with those potential penalty minutes. Oh, Dave Plantman's in charge of the game. We know that. Oh, that's all right. We're all right. We're then. all right. Then you'll get the extendable notepad out and it'll be all fine. <laughs> or alternatively, if we get Nigel Boniface, it wouldn't last long enough to be a Coventry weekend. <laughs> but why do you want to get home for Saturday Night TV at the moment? It's all just re- pre-recorded. Oh, it's all just repeats, <laughs> isn't it? You know what? TV is really annoying me at the moment because as someone who works in audio, it just bugs me, the absolute rubbish quality that people have. If you're going to be doing a TV programme from home and it's not a brilliant microphone, at least invest in a Blue Yeti, for heaven's sake. I know. It's not a brilliant microphone, but it's better than the microphone in your laptop or your iPad or whatever. So I watched the Sky Sports one and they're all sat there with... There's obviously a little bit of product consideration in because they pretty much all... Oh, the, yeah, the Apple earpods. Yeah, and I'm just sat there and I'm like, but they're rubbish, like, for what this is. And then you hear it and it's tinny and you're like, there's a podcast in the NFL called Around the NFL Network. Uh, sorry, Around the NFL. And basically, they bought Blue Yetis for everyone. And they said, yeah, yeah. we're going to have at least semi-decent sounding sound quality. Yeah. Um, and it works. And then, as you- Do you know what? I mean, the crazy thing is you can get a decent microphone for 100 quid. Yeah. You really can. Don't give um, people ideas. There's enough, there's enough new podcasts coming out at the moment. We can, you know... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, if anybody would like it produced, I do do that, by the way. I'll throw that in there. He's Product, uh, product placement. He's throwing the uh, marketplace. We're going to have to put a disclaimer on this now, aren't we, that there's product placement in this podcast. Oh, that's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no one would have noticed. Other good, other rubbish podcast producers are available. Mark is good. Uh, uh, <laughs> I think that covers us. Uh, yeah. Right then. Absolute pleasure that was, Mark. Really enjoyed that. Uh, no, it's been fun. Do you know what? When all the rosters are determined for the start of the next season, we might do this again, and we might bring some other people in as well, just to make well, at it... least I'm experienced. Now. Exactly. We, we, um, yeah, I can't say that on air. Uh, <laughs> we'll move on very swiftly from that one. We will be back later in the week, or maybe over the weekend, or maybe at the start of next week, with your traditional. Uh, Bees Radio Network podcast, where we'll round up all the other news. Obviously, the big news from this week being that Ryan Webb is back in Bees Colours next season, but there's been plenty of other signing news around the league, and there's also much that we need to bring you up to date with as well. So we'll be back with your traditional podcast very soon. But Mark, how can Bees fans stay up to date with all the latest from the TSI world, Bracknell Bees? Uh, on the website, as always, brightnellbees.com, on social media too, on Facebook and on Twitter, at Bees Ice Hockey. Uh, and you've also got Instagram as well, the Bracknell Bees, where you are, Graham, like, kind of like managing the Bee at Home Cup, aren't you, on Instagram? Indeed, I am managing the Bee at Home And Twitch as well. And Twitch, twitch.com forward slash Bracknell Bees. Come and join us uh, Saturday and Sunday nights at five o'clock. It's a bit of fun. The players are all chatting on there as well. You get to hear... At what point Zach Milton uh, goes into a little bit of a rage quit? You also, uh, if you're tuned in week one, would have seen how good Dominic Goodbye is at uh, NHL 20. So, uh, and you got drawn against him, didn't you? As well, yeah, and I lost. T- I lost ten nil. Yeah, that that was not a good moment. Bounced <laughs> back last week, six five win. I'm um, also obviously being the Winnipeg Jets. I've managed to ice in the 1980s to 81 Winnipeg Jet jersey, which looks a lot like a Slough Jets jersey. So I'm. Oh, I, the old I, retro jet I, I feel like I'm representing you. I feel like I'm representing the Bees Radio Network by wearing a Jets jersey. 
Yes. <laughs> but it wouldn't be the first time, actually, would it? <laughs> it wouldn't be. For those that can find it on YouTube somewhere. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we don't remember those moments. There's, there's lots of bad moments like that. Anyway, Mark, <laughs> uh, absolute pleasure as ever, buddy. Take care of yourself. Thank you, Graves. Stay alert. <laughs> it's always like we've got bad timing. And to all our fans out there as well, please do take care of yourself. Thank you very much for continuing to listen to the Bees Radio Network podcast. Mark will come up with something to play us out with tonight. But until next time, goodbye. Bees Radio Network. Bracknellbees.com.